you hit them with the brass knuckles right in the anus. It's June 29, 2022, and this is Rare Encounter. Encounter number 103, honking for the clussy, I'm Abel Kirby. And giving love a bad name, I'm Cold Acid. A bad, 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 bad name. There's a lot of strange lyrics, rock lyrics out there that don't make a lot of sense. I was listening to Blinded by the Light uh, today, came on the radio, and it really sounds like he says uh, douche. He's singing about a douche in the song. Yeah, I know. It's very uh, striking. But the downside... Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. They have a... A series of ads that they run. There's about five of them, and they run them every single commercial break. It's the same couple in in order, and it is an advertisement for adoption. It's a paid for by the U.S. Ag Council. There's two ads by FEMA. One of them is uh, that you know you don't know when an earthquake's gonna hit you and kill you, so you better be ready. And then the the second one is about your family better have a plan. Okay, so this is FEMA telling you to that you're gonna die tomorrow. The other kinds of thanks ads, FEMA. The other kind of ad is kind of it's a little more irritating. I don't know. I I find it offensive. Uh, it's it starts out that oh this is the sound of a dinner party and you hear like plates and uh, clinking flatware and things and they say well you can't what you can't hear is bacteria is growing on the food and it can make you sick every year over 100 billion million people die from food poisoning it is just an absolutely shit ad paid for by the US ad council again and they're the only people who advertise on this rock station local rock station you know what? I'm not worried about food poisoning because if food poisoning was going to kill me, with the number of times I've had it by this point, it would have already done so. Well, you can't see or hear it, but it's a deadly killer. No, it's it. it yeah, just... you know what? You know what else is a deadly killer? Um, My cat. To bugs. Oh, is it a is it a little uh, pest control machine? She can be. She'll kill them. She doesn't eat them. Some cats will eat the bugs they kill. She just plays around with them until they, like, exhaust themselves and die. What kind of bugs do you have? Uh, the usual, the usual creepy crawlies that find their way into the house. The occasional fly as well. I've seen her jump into the middle of a room, like, like the dead center of the room, both, like, well, in all three dimensions after a fly. Like flip, flip in all different ways. Roll pitching. Yeah, like 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 she's like she's a ninja in a fucking kung fu movie. Oh boy. Well, I'll drink to that. You're a crazy one, there, Flynn. You insane little furball. Mm. She's she's right here looking at me. What else do you got there? I heard a a hiss, which I don't think was the cat. Was that a beverage? It was. It was. It is a lime haritos. 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 Yes. All right. Can I get the? You need to warn me before you play that because I was taking a sip. (laughs) You don't enjoy that? I think it's the best jingle we've had. I I enjoy it. I just don't want to choke on my drink. (laughs) Well, I've got uh, something that's pretty bad actually. I'm drinking a Bud Ice. And it came in a pack of three. You've heard of six packs. What if instead you got a three pack, but 
but all the cans were twice as tall. Well, that's what I bought today at a gas station uh, on my that way. That sounds terrible. On my way out of Columbus. <laughs> and that's terrible. It is, it is. But there's, uh, I don't know, all kinds of stuff are moving this summer. There's a lot of things that I expected to happen. I'll tell you what I didn't expect to be the uh, the trend of this summer. Clowns. Especially sex with clowns. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. And I don't want to. I'm scared. <laughs> this is the new meme uh, business. that I, I see it on like shitposter.club. I was talking with... I think it was cool boy Mew asked about it, but the and he's posting about this stuff too. It's the uh, the clown girl from Ace Attorney is had a resurgence in popularity, and now everyone is uh, at least on some of these social networks. I know it's it's uh, you know the shit poster club and the anime what used to be called Annie Twitter. Uh, now that everyone's bi- uh, bifurcated in my yeah now it, now it's Annie Fetty. It's Annie Fetty is all about clowns and how much they want to have sex with them, which is. Unusual disturbing. Yeah. Incredibly disturbing. So, get your red nose and your honking horns out. Maybe a string of uh, flags and uh, you can pull out of some secret orifice. But other than now, that... Wh- now, when you, now, when you get a titty fuck from a big titty clown, does it sound like balloons rubbing together? <laughs> it might. I don't know. That sounds like it would be... Difficult to listen to. There's certain sounds like styrofoam rubbing together, latex, you know, that uh, doesn't treat my ears too well. It's one of those cringy sounds, like nails on a jackboard. Ugh. I hate that sound. I presume there's a lot of honking involved, so that's all. It's the amount of clown Yeah, sex, sex with a clown would involve a lot of honking. Maybe getting sprayed in the eye by a fake flower? <laughs> I hear that stings. Yes. Well, around uh, around Union County, we had some important developments here. I actually got my car registered. With clowns? <laughs> not with clowns. Unless you count... Th- well, I'm not going to insult Union County employees. The BMV, which is the name of the Motor Vehicle Registration uh, Department in Ohio. In other places, it's a DMV. In Maryland, it was an MVA. Uh, and I'm actually surprised how many places don't have DMVs. They have... Uh, they have something else, you know, but they, uh, I finally got my driver's license and I finally got my uh, Ohio driver's license, I should say, and my uh, car registration and all this. And I got new plates. I don't think you plates. I don't think you've seen my last plates, uh, but they used to end in 420. I, Sir Spencer has seen my plates. He's seen my car. Uh, do you not have pictures of this? Because pics yeah. or didn't exist. Well, I have a picture, but I don't want to post my license plate publicly, <laughs> or even if it was if it was my old one. So anyway, I downgraded. So I used to be 420 was my license plate, and I'm not even kidding. It was just the luck of the draw. You know what I have this time? It's just it's just 69. A, actually, it says Jew. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I went from 420. You went from 420 to Jew. Now I'm Jew. You know, it's like when, you know, Kramer gets his plates, he's the ass man, okay? Well, I got my plates, I'm the Jew. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, so now I can, you know, I'm gonna... Does that work? Do you think you can pick up up girls at a Jew mobile? (laughs) It's the only thing I can come up with. I'm sure, I'm sure you could. Right, I'm gonna be, hey babe, you wanna ride with a Jew 2022? That'll be my pickup line. Oh god. That's racist. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Hey, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So there is the pleasant surprise. Um, I, I'm all for this, by the way. I'm, 
Blitz says, do you want to take a ride? <laughs> so I, I, uh, I, uh, I'm not upset at all. I think this is the best thing that could happen to me. I, I love it. Uh, the, uh, aside from the fact that they messed up my VIN number and almost issued me a title with the, for the wrong car, uh, things went pretty well. And I found out that you can pay everything with cash in Ohio. So I registered my car, I did everything. It's like $5 for this and $10 for that. Everything's cheap and you can pay with cash. It's nice. It is awesome. Compared to Maryland where the registration, I, I must've paid a couple hundred bucks. It must've been three or 400 or something like that. Uh, to, uh, to do all the transfers and the taxes and all the bullshit you have to do to get set up in Maryland. Plus they're assholes to you the whole time. You know, you can't get anything done in Maryland. I actually had to go through a, um, what do you call it? It's like an agent, you know, you can't actually do it yourself because they make the process so convoluted. So you ha the advice that everyone gave me was just go to an agent and there's some people around the state who can help you and you just give them your info and they register your car for you. Fortunately, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, the, here's the good news is I'm a AAA me member and AAA has a service where they do that for you uh, in Maryland. So uh, it still cost a lot of money and it was the state fee. A AAA didn't charge me for it. I, it's, I think they charged me a $20 notary fee or something. But, you know, geez. Yeah. Here, here, we more or less have to pay with, uh, with credit cards, but that's because they're trying to make everybody do it all online now instead of actually go into an office yeah. my last uh my last uh driver's license renewal completely online yep well i might do that for the next one but the first one you have to show up in person it's uh, not bad i mean yeah the facility one of these days the way, we'll you know? figure out how to spend like paper money on the internet and then everything will be happy hey that's what the fax machine's for right maybe a scan? i think so I'm gonna I'm gonna fax it to you. Just fax it back to me. I need to use it later. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of the big bucks, we should uh, we should run through our donations. Yes. For yeah. for this episode, and we screwed up last episode, forgetting to read out the boosts. So I considered all those as donors towards this episode for for once. And well, there's a lot. We've got like 17 here that I need to read through. Okay. I'll leave it to your capable yeah. enunciation. Yes, I will say that based on based on the total number sent in, our executive producer for tonight is none other than Boobery, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. Ah, boobs! Ah. Yeah. There's the boobs. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so let's run through these donations, starting with the, the in-show boosts from last week's episode. We start off with Sir Spencer sending in six 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 sats, sixty six thousand six hundred sixty six. That's real demonic. It is. It is. And he said, "All sixes, cause we he needs our rare encounter fixes. Begone digital gremlins. This is a technical difficulties counter spell. Sixes fixes boost, and an emoji of a wizard. A wizard, you say? A wizard. A wizard. It means you're sexy, Harry Potter. That's what I say. No, a wizard means you're a 30 year old version. Uh, virgin. Okay. Well, thank uh, you. Next Spencer. up. Yeah. Next up was Booberry, who sent in for his first for his first donation, seven thousand seven hundred seventy seven sats, and he said, "Fuck Mary, kill Godzilla, 
Mothra, King Ghidorah. I'd marry Mothra to start, okay? Just to... And, um... Because Mothra, you know... No, is, no, that's... that's Yeah, I think that's what he was saying. He would marry Mothra, he would fuck Godzilla, and he would kill Ghidorah. Okay, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in uh, agreement with this. That's a good choice. You know, it's gonna yeah, be I'd, I'd go with that too. It's it's a it's it's definitely the better combination. Now, if Godzilla could have a clown nose, I think that would make it perfect. Godzilla clown sex. <laughs> all right, onward. All right, continuing on. <laughs> Carolyn Blaney was our next one with eight thousand eight hundred eighty-eight sats, and she said. Having fun listening to Rare Encounter. Hi, Cotton Gin. Abel Kirby, I'm happy to hear you live. I'll see you soon, Cold Acid. Yay. Yay. And yes, there is going to be, not this weekend, but the following weekend, another meetup that's been organized by Carolyn, where we are going to go out and drink and have a good time in Northern Durham region. Aha. Uh -huh. And this, you can find the details on noagendameetups.com? Is that true? Indeedly doodly, you can. And that'll be on the Saturday, I believe, which is the 9th? The 9th. Yes, so oh. if you're in Southern Ontario on Saturday, July 9th, uh, get over to No Agenda Meetups and RSVP for the gathering. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll say something. Uh, Uxbridge. What is... Yes, Uxbridge. That's the name of the place, huh? That's the name of the town, yeah. It, it's a place where uh, last month in May, a tornado ripped through and destroyed their uh, mini brewery. Uh-oh. Was there beer Among everywhere? Among other things. Was there beer everywhere? Foam. Foam. It's a foam Head NATO. as far as the eye can see. It's a head NATO. Well, you can imagine what that one's about. All right, onward. Nope. Onward, not upward. Our next donor and booster was N.A. Millennial, and he sent in 3333 sats with the message, Butterface Momo strikes again. Then following N.A. Millennial was NetNed, who sent in Roadux 2222 sats, and he said, Potato Boost. Potato Boost! Like, no, Potato. Like, Edgar Allan Poe, Ta... Toe, as in what you've got on the end of your foot, boost. Hmm. Boost. Potato. Then we got our first anonymous boost of 100 sats. And that was the last, that was the last one during our recording of last week's episode. Okay. So now we're, we're getting on to the boosts between that and today's episode. And these ones start off with Carolyn Blaney, who sent in... One or ten thousand two hundred ten sats, and she said in this one, "I got rare encounter fever, and the only cure is a live episode of Rare Encounter. Break a leg, high cotton gin. So happy you were back, Abel Kirby. Cold acid. I will see you soon." Didn't you just read that one? No, this was sent on Thursday. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. Then we got an anonymous ten or an anonymous ten hundred or one thousand sats. <laughs> Then we got 9,999 9, sats from Booberry with the message, Pretend Pending Tag Boost. Then we got another 1,000 anonymous sats. Then we got 
5,555 sats from Carolyn Blaney, who said, Rare Encounter, now with a prestigious award, must be referencing the, the potato trophies. Okay, I've got to stop you because I have some that you don't see, I guess. Uh, there uh -oh. was, there was um, Better Late Than Never. Did you read that one by C. Brooklyn? No, I didn't see that one. Yes, uh, that was right before Carolyn Blaney, and that was for one, two, three, four, five sats. Interesting. Okay. That must have been a partial uh, partial network failure there. Ha it, must happens. Have been. it happens in the Lightning Network. All right, onward. Yeah, it's a it's a failure of Lightning. It's I've complained about it before on the show. <sighs> so, a... continuing on, we got two boosts of 33-33 sats each from Harv Hat. Then we got our first boost ever from Jurassic. He sent in 500 sats with the message, This is my first boost ever. I hope it buys you guys a single sip of coffee to share. <laughs> I will take the coffee. I'll take the sip first, okay? And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do one of these, so I'll take the You'll sip. You'll regurgitate it for me. Like, like okay. a bird to and its I'll, chicks. And, yep, exactly. And then you can taste it, and then you can send it back to me, because I want to swallow it. Lude. <laughs> Okay, uh, I see three, three oh three sats from Tom Starkweather. Sat I see, I see three hundred three thousand three hundred thirty sats from Tom Starkweather. Sat demo in Brooklyn. Tom says, "I yep. see." Um, we can skip the one for me. I was doing some testing. You can ignore those. Yep. Um, the next one I see is from Harvhat. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I see. What's he say? Um. One 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 sats from Harv Hat, so eleven thousand one hundred eleven, and says, "Looky, an after the fact boost." Oh, I'm sorry, that was for uh, that was for Abelcraft. Hold on, we need the damn lanes. Oh. They all look the same. Damn it! Damn it! That's why you didn't see it. Yeah, I think now we're onto the uh, one hour ago category. So this is right when we started the show. We've yep. got four. So left. next one, yeah, next one, yeah, two left. First one from Carolyn Blaney. 8,888 sats, and she said, slinging back Screech as we sail the high seas with rare encounter. Break a leg, XL. And finally, I'll let you read this last one. I see three. Which is the award-winning boost for the executive producer I'm gonna save. Tonight. I'm going to save that and read two more that you haven't seen. There was 5,555 sats from Booberry, who said, a red hair wireton boost, <laughs> in reference to uh, a song that I was playing at the uh, in the pre-show. And there was also uh, twelve twelve from Caroland saying boosting for silly French, silly French voices. That's not a silly French ah. voice. Then the top, the number one right before the show was seventy thousand double oh seven sats from Boobery, and says be still my Irish folk heart. Great pre-show tunes. Thank you, Boobery. And that is the uh, the whole list. And can you remind yeah, us one more hell time? Hell of a rundown. One more time, our executive producer. Our executive producer is Boobery. Boobery, Mothman of the mini Black Knight of the mini apocalypse, the mini apocalypse. Uh, yeah, so thanks, something boobs. like that. Thanks, boobs. And I need to talk to you after the show. Pro actually, probably need to talk to you tomorrow. I can't do it after the show. There's some show stuff. us your booberies. All right, I stopped that one. Um, and thanks for everyone else for boosting the show. If you want to get a Boostergram right at the beginning of the show, the only way to do that is to boost before the show starts. The live tag typically goes live right when we begin the episode. It's usually not live during the pre-stream. Uh, if that's something that we want to change, then uh, I can take it upon myself to uh, to facilitate that. 
Uh, that is not really something we should change. Just clients should be able to boost a pending live episode. It it should, and for some reason they don't. Um, some don't. Yeah. Uh, CurioCaster does, though, right? I've done that in CurioCaster. I think CurioCaster does. And if you're boosting during the show, we those pop up, but they we usually read them at the end of the show, and that's the mistake we made last time, is we didn't get through this barrage of boostograms we got last episode. Uh, before we closed the show, we noticed afterwards that we had missed them also. Uh, we apologize yeah. for that, and we'll definitely read anything that comes in during this show. The only way to appear at the end of Rare Encounter is to boost during the show. So go ahead that's and boost. That's true. All right, we got some stuff to talk about, man. What do you got for a rundown? Hey, guess guess who turned 50 this month? You? No. <laughs> God, I don't think no. you're not that old. Wait a minute. No, I'm not that old. You're, you're a couple I got, years old. I got over another decade before that. <laughs> no, no, no. Atari. Atari. Atari turns 50. Yeah. At- Atari. 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 It, it's an Amer- yep. American company, though, isn't it? Two days, two days ago was the 50th anniversary. Hmm. On June 27, 1972, Nolan Bushnell and Ted Dabney, sorry, Ted Dabney, incorporated Atari in Sunnyvale, California. Yeah, Sunnyvale. You know the place. Uh, that was a yeah. great era, man. There's some crazy classic, stuff. They're classic arcade machines, and yeah, they're... Their early computers and video game console, the 2600. I obviously I wasn't there in 1972 uh, or any of the 1970s, but when I neither read, was I. When I go and I read the uh, some books from that area, especially stuff about California. You now, what was it like to live in California in that era? And uh, especially if you're in the tech scene I, I, and you're interested yeah. in that kind of shit, there's it just sounds like such a just such a cool place to be. Yeah, we were born just in time for for the video game crash. Just in time for uh, walking simulators. <laughs> <sighs> oh, well. Maybe next life. Well, yeah. that's cool. Ha- yeah, it's... Uh, Happy birthday, 50 Atari. years old, and uh, it's amazing. Some of the, some of the stuff they, they put out, and... Like, they're... And there's this article from PC Mag that I came across that has, like, pictures of the stuff they released, like some of their arcade cabinets, uh, screen caps, uh, pictures of their old consoles. Hmm. You know that, you know that after the video game crash, and when, uh, when there was some, uh, top-level fighting at Commodore, Jack Tramiel, the guy who founded Commodore, left because he was tired of, uh, of Irving Gould treating the company as his personal piggy bank. And he ended up going on vacation with his family, which he cut two weeks short when he got a call from Warner Brothers asking if he'd be interested in divesting them of their Atari subsidiary. Hmm. And that led to the Atari ST. There was a... a portion of time uh, where Steve Jobs was there uh, after he left Apple. and Him and Wozniak were both there before Apple, I thought. They, inside the movie, uh, 
I, Steve, they show this scene, this scene where uh, Atari, it, it's the, it's completely fucking fictionalized. Okay, it's not real at all. But it's, it's like Wozniak and uh, Steve Jobs are at a party and they're both drunk and they go to a, uh, uh, it's like Steve Jobs goes to the men's room and Steve Jobs played by uh, Justin Long in the movie. And he's like at the urinal peeing for like three minutes as he, <laughs> or, you know, as he has a conversation with a guy from Atari trying to recruit him and he go it basically recruits him in the, in the men's room. He pitches him. And so he goes, here, yeah, here's I'm gonna do yeah. that. <laughs> here's a line from this uh, from this article. It had another hit on its hands in with 1976's Breakout, the game Steve Jobs famously asked his friend Steve Wozniak to design for Atari, only to cheat him out of his mo- cheat him out of most of his deserved bonus once Wozniak finished it. Mm, yes, of course. Yeah, that sounds like a Steve Jobs thing. Oh boy! Get other get other people to create things and then take all the credit. At least we have Tim Apple now, you know. Yeah, fuck Tim Apple. Uh, I think every I don't maybe I shouldn't reveal this on the stream, but if you look at our RSS feed, there's a, there's a lot of evidence of our opinion on Tim Apple in there. <laughs> all, it's I think every episode ever has a commentary on it, so we'll uh, we'll just let that be the. The uh, the Nancy Drews in our audience can go and sleuth out what I mean by that. Yeah, the techno the techno Nancys. Techno Nancys. Hey, that's a good word. If you got grumpy old Ben's and techno Nancys, yeah. I'm writing that down. Techno Nancys. That's a good podcast name. <laughs> oh man. Hey, are we or the- or worse? You know what it could be. It could be a clone army of uh, cyborg Pelosi's. Uh-oh. That would be bad. They'd be... Uh, yes, fa- that would be terrible. They'd be stumbling all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a drunk lizard robot? So we had a couple of other podcasts. Let me go down the list since I mentioned one podcast. I might as well do them all right now. The Hog Story yeah. had episode 303, Occupy Tuesday. And Hog Story now on Monday only. It's an exclusive show yeah. once a week. Um, behind this, there. behind the schemes had season one, episode one hundred four. I don't know why they have season one, but it always shows up as season one in there. It's missionary where eye contact is prominent, and behind the scenes, by the way, is behind the schemes. I should say, is behind uh, the schemes. Behind the schemes has been uh, kicking off. Been a pretty good show lately. I've been listening to it. Behind the schemes, uh, we Ooh. had. Bowl after bowl had episode one seventy two. Move the sack, which was on just last night. Uh, I wonder what sack that is. It's it's only only heaven knows. Angry tech news uh, also had episode thirty seven. Unlocking death traps. Uh, yeah, we, that just that just dropped, didn't it? Today. Yeah, I listened to it on the way home from work. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't listen to it in my shower, which is usually what I do. And of course. Right before us, uh, Grumpy Old Ben's had a episode. Is that yeah, true? Th- that's what I hear. Uh, I've not been able to listen to that, but I see episode one eighty four. Boost the reboot. And uh, yeah, so this 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 once in a while occasional uh, reboot thing seems to be kind of regular, doesn't it? Guys, it's not serious. It's not serious, guys. <laughs> no, it's, I I have a problem with the recording time because my main thing that we used to do with Grumpy Old Ben's and longtime fans of Rare Encounter will remember this is we would just fact check them all the time. We'd listen to the show and then because they would record uh, with enough time between 
when they recorded and, and when we, we recorded, I could go and have a fact check session and point out everything they got wrong. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, unfortunately, there's not enough time to do that now. Hmm. I think, is that why, is that why Sir Bemrose is now releasing the episodes on Wednesday afternoons? I don't know. So I, that we can't fact check them? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've meetings on Wednesday afternoons. I can't listen to a podcast then. We're through the looking glass here, people. We're on to you, Bemrose. We are on to you. We know what you're up to, and we don't like it. Okay, moving on. Well, no, we we like we like the podcast, but <laughs> we don't like not being able to nitpick them anymore. Okay, um, maybe we will. I don't know. Yeah, we still could. Yeah, we got some topics to discuss here. Uh, some other things to get through after the podcast segment. Um, let's see. <laughs> I've got to throw away. Hey, laundry went up 25 cents a load. There's your dues from Union That's County. That's a load. That's inflation, man. Uh, and then also when you, I went to do my, my dryer, you put in the first quarter is only worth four minutes. How much was it before? Five minutes. So, so oh, for man, the, that is some. You know, I usually, that's I dr- like, that's like you lost 20%. What I, well, you know, you don't. All the quarters you put in after that are actually worth five minutes, but just the first quarter. And so usually I, I put my clothes in for about 30, right? But if I have towels, if I do a load of towels or something, then I'll do 30, uh, 35. Uh, and unfortunately they just, that's, that's shrinkflation. That's dryflation. Or I guess it's wetflation. Yeah. It's, yeah, this, the shrinkflation is when you, is when you, is when you put the heat up too high on the dryer on uh, on delicate clothes. Yeah, and all my and they all come out looking like clown clothes, which is what you have to yeah. wear if you want to pick up clown girls. That's what I've been told. Or 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 just like if you want to go around looking like you're wearing a shirt that's too tight, <laughs> which I advise against unless you have like chig- chiseled giga chad abs and chest. Oh man, this is great. Uh, but that's enough with the uh, the local news. I already did two local segments here. No one wants to hear about that. You know what they say? Local material gets uh, gets uh, local play. So we want. Now you put this other thing in your notes that I can't stop looking at, and at the same time, I I want to stop looking at it. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Is this the brass for knuckles? sale? Brass knuckle Jesus dual taco holder butt plug. $15 or best offer, no weirdos is what it says. Uh, no weird. Whoever made this and owns it, it's a fucking weirdo. So this is like, a, this is some, someone's sick project they made in some metallurgy class. It is a brass knuckles. And, you know, a lot of people have those tactical guns. You know, you can get a, a regular rifle with a wooden stock. Yeah, I kind of like that look. But some people like the tactical look. They want to have a bunch of flashlights and... Um, fans and little misters and all the different things you can put a radio on, you know, <laughs> under your I've barrel. I've seen some. I've seen somebody install those uh, those accessory rails on a broomstick. <laughs> so there's all kinds of stuff you could do for your gun, but this guy said, "What if we did a bunch of accessories for uh, brass knuckles?" <laughs> and he has brass knuckles, and then on the top and the bottom, he has taco holders, which are these arms that come out, and they have like the little metal plates you get at uh, bad Mexican restaurants to hold the tacos and make it look fancy. Uh, also, yeah. the accessory on the front, it has a statue of Jesus in the style of the uh, uh, the statue at Rio. It looks like it's a copy of that. Uh, you know, the giant statue down there. Uh, 
Yeah, and yeah, of, I know. And of course, sticking out the, the front of the uh, of the brass knuckles. I just need to explain this for people at home. This is like the action end. You know, this is when you thrust your fist forward. This is what what uh, what is first, and it is a butt plug. So yeah, this is this is this is in case you want to like fuck punch somebody. Yes, yes, yes. You know, like like literally fuck punch them. You you hit them with the brass knuckles right in the anus and they go they go, "Hold on, I've got something ah, for this." Ah. That's what I think they And then you can each have a taco. That's why there's two tacos. So you can have one and they can have one. And of course, yeah. to round the whole thing out, Jesus well, is it'll, there. It'd be kind of difficult for them to to have their taco, uh, like to be able to reach around for their taco that way. I mean, it's a reach around taco. Hey, that's a <laughs> you gotta reach around for the taco. That's a show title if I ever heard one. And of course, after all of this, Jesus is there to forgive you. <laughs> and, and after using something like this, do you ever need forgiveness? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So that picture will be in the show notes. This is riffing on some stupid shit from Twitter. Oh, boy. Oh, Twitter. Never change. Well, we had... I got some new hardware. I'm doing a back-end upgrade for Rare Encounter and for Ablecraft and for um, just my life in general and so i have a back new, end eh? back end it, it, no tacos were harmed in the making of this podcast this no no butt plugs were harmed in the making of your new uh of your new network attack storage device yes uh so i got one set up and i'm gonna start migrating podcast stuff onto it it has like four times the ram of my previous server it was kind of clunky and so this one should be snappier and ready to go and i'm gonna start trying to host ablecraft off it which is my hope so i've got um an install of of uh, podcast generator Woo! and i'm gonna get the I, so many people that i work with bitch about this that i don't have a host uh I, DNS. My uh, my server isn't in DNS, so it's just an IP address you have to remember. So I'm going to have that set up. I'm going to have a certificate uh, connected in the right way, so we'll have HTTPS and all that bullshit. Nice. So, well, you know you know how I've been doing it, right? I just I just put uh, I just put a domain name for it in my hosts file. So with all servers, you have to choose a name, and uh, I don't know. I I want to ask you before I continue. What do you name your servers? How do you how do you decide to name your computers? It depends. If they're if they're a Raspberry Pi, it's always something ending in Pi. Okay. What about uh, uh, other ones? Other other computers, portables, and like even even phones and uh, tablets. I give names based on artifacts from the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Yes. Okay, there you go. Now, I name most of my network shares after anime stuff. Um, my last, my server, you you would know this, but the audience wouldn't know this. Uh, the old server is called Hot Glue Chateau, which is a reference to a uh, a disturbing sex act. This one, though, I, I wanted to just come up with something, and I ended up going to this fantasy name generators website, uh, which I'm sure you've seen. They... It's a fantasynamegenerators.com, and it has a bunch of different things. Like, you can go and hit, oh, I want to get Amazon names, and it'll say, you know, here's a bunch of names for Amazon um, 
type people, I guess. Is Amazon a race? I don't know. Or if I want Mistborn, right? You could, it can generate fantasy and sci-fi names, but it can also do things like places and other weird things like pop culture and uh, f generate festivals and things like that. So what I came up with is I, I found they have a section called disease names, which I've never clicked on before. And I wanted to bring this to the show because I think it's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I just want to read off some of the disease names that, that have come up from fantasy name generators. So here's, here's some diseases that you can have in your, I guess your campaign or you can have in your novel you're writing. All right. You ready for this? Yep. Frozen head. That Ooh, would be a disease. Sorry. That's, that's chilly. Island sneeze. <laughs> We've got cr crazy scarring, feline delusions. Here's one of my favorites, angry blindness. Okay, feline delusions actually exists. <laughs> you know how many people out there act or think they're a cat? I like angry blindness. Like, hey, boss, I can't come in today. I've got angry blindness. <laughs> so... Anyway, How about uh, Violet Deficiency? <laughs> violet Deficiency. Oh dear. There's a, or uh, here here's one here's one that's been that's been known to occur with the occasional uh, with the occasional donkey. Contagious depressions. Oh, <laughs> uh, your. So your. I just to round this out, I want to read some of the copy from this. This is describing this obviously terrible disease name generator. <laughs> And it says some of the odd name combinations include dream ears, laughing herpes, or duck mouth. So, I don't know. I think laughing herpes, uh, the description, laughing herpes could be a form of herpes, which causes uncontrollable laughter. Come on, people. This is, I don't know. I think this was. How about a form of herpes where the herpes souls, the, the, the herpes uh, scars are laughing? Like they turn the, like the her, the little herpes lumps or have like mouths of their own that cackle. Oh man, what about a kind of herpes that makes you podcast? Uh, that's too real. Okay, How about, here here's one. I went to the link. I went to the link, and one of the ones that it gave me is undead death. <laughs> How do you do that? Undead I don't death. know. I don't want to know. Yeah, okay. I'm going to do one more here. And Here's spring soreness. <laughs> spring soreness. Uh, now, that's, that, sounds, that sounds like a fantasy STD if I've ever heard one. So here's, uh, just to close it out, this is the last thing, and I'm going to say this is what I actually named the server. It's called... Intense syphilis. It's called Fall Fever, <laughs> which is a Fall little, Fever. Just Fall Fever is the name of the new server. So there's the bit. That's it. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Ah, ah, do. <laughs> All right, that's the whole bit, and nothing but the bit. Ugh. All right, what well, do we got? You're talking. You were talking about using anime names before, and you know, you know, it's our last. It's our last episode of a core. Usually, the second last episode, we cover the show is coming up in the next core, but we didn't do that last <laughs> we week. Do. So I'm gonna bring <laughs> some shows up now. All right, bring them up. Yeah. So there's three shows that I have picked out for next season. Uh, they are, are they are adaptations of manga that I've been reading, because a lot of stuff this summer seems to be adaptations rather than original shows. The first one is about 
a guy, a girl, and the game of Shogi. Shogi. Ooh. And it's called Sori Demo Ayumu wa Yosete Kuru. Or when will Ayumu make his move? And yes, I said Shogi. When will he? So it's a, it's a it's another romantic comedy uh based on the based on a manga done by the guy who also was behind Oh, did I click the right thing? I don't think I clicked the right thing. So God what I want to understand just before we get too far into this just so everyone's clear, you're talking about a show that you watched and you're reviewing it, or this is just coming up next? This, this is I, coming up next season. So I just want to try to make a point to be brief about these, because we're talking about basically a, basically reading the TV guide for a bunch of show, a bunch of things yeah. no one even knows if they're worth no, watching I've, I've or been, not. I've been, reading the, I've been reading the manga for this, and it, it's, enjo- it's enjoyable. It's by, the, it's by the same, like the manga is by the same guy who gave us... Takagi San and Kunuichi Sub- okay. Subaki. Okay. Well, I'll, I Takagi San was not my cup of tea, but I recognize it at least. Wait, you don't you don't like you don't like uh, teasing girls? No, <laughs> I like Strike Witches, dog. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's uh, you do you. Yeah, I will. Thank you. The next one is. Saiken Yatota Maid Ga Ayashi, or the maid I hired recently, is mysterious. And here we have a uh, a young lad with a tanned, tall, busty maid, and hijinks ensue. I see. This is riveting. This is an, This is another. This is another kind of girl teases boy, but in other ways, it's also. His own, just him being normal, like, gets her wet. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally, and this one I expect is definitely going to be aired after The Watershed, is Isekai Meikyu de Haramwo, or Harem in the Labyrinth of Another World. The manga itself is occasionally pretty damn explicit, I don't think they're going to go that far in the anime, but yeah, this is a uh, this is an isekai harem series. All right. Yeah, and well, I mean, you see the stuff that I've that I watch. I've got some. There's gushy- also a bunch of yeah. I've there's also some- a bunch of uh, sequels coming up for other shows. Uh, Kenojo uh, Okarishimasu is having its second season. Is there any Dragon Ball? No, there's no Dragon Ball, thank okay. God. Uh, what's another one? Yeah, most of these, most of the sequels... Oh, Overlord, fourth season, is starting this summer. I, is that um, about D-Day? No, that is, the, oh. that is the one with the with the dude who, when he's Isekai'd, he's Isekai'd into his uh, monster uh, player character. And so he's like this super powerful lich. Is he? Does he have a clown nose? No, he doesn't have a clown nose. Okay, well, that's all I have to say. There's new Love Live coming out. Can we skip that? <laughs> I just can I can I get a veto? Let me, let me get let me guess. You when you hear Love Live, you all you can think of is competition to. Uh, what's it, what's it being called again? World, uh, witches? Well, what, what I think about, what I think of Love Live is stuff like that. 
that too. Well, I, I just want to know, are there clowns? That's my new thing. I mean, Persona had some good clown characters, right? We had, um... Yeah, okay. The, oh, sure. Where are the clowns? Bring in the clowns, man. Send in the clowns. <laughs> okay. Is there any anything critical, stuff that our viewers, our listeners want to know? I, I'm well. They can run through the chart themselves and see what's see what else is coming out. Uh, what is going on with World Witches, anyways? When is it going to air? July. Is it going to air? July. So it is starting this season. It is or start- this upcoming. One. It is starting soon, and I'll uh, send you a billion screenshots of it as soon as it comes out, and I possibly just be will. complaining about how it's shit. <laughs> That's. Are you going to watch anything besides that? No, are you? Well, I'll tell you. Here's the latest I've been watching. Is I've been going to the uh, Ship Poster Club movie night, uh, which I I do occasionally once in a while, and just uh, on Sunday I got to watch Tread. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> this is the movie. Uh, it's a 2019 uh, documentary, and it's about the guy uh, Marvin Hemer, who Hemer uh, Hemer yeah who uh, welded himself into a fortified bulldozer and then demolished the town. Uh, Killdozer! Because the uh, the town had uh, been just basically fucking with him for years with uh, a number of different, what seemed like bureaucratic sorts of things, you know, that shouldn't be life or death, but they really, uh, it seems like uh, he couldn't get any movement on any of the any of the issues that they were basically foisting on him so i don't know it's you feel bad for him then at the same time he also did uh try and blow a lot of people up and shoot people so i don't know the the documentary he didn't didn't actually kill anybody it seems like he tried i don't think so i i watched uh, the documentary and they have some of the footage and they go through exactly where the rampage went through and he 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 was in a very slow vehicle and everyone got out of the way by the time he got there. But, um, it's not clear to me that, uh, if, if he had the chance, he wouldn't have killed because he, he would have shot someone is what I suspect. In fact, he shot back at a lot of people too. Um, now you yeah, could say he did they were shoot sh- at some of the cops that you could say that they shot first. at him first, which, uh, is true, but the, uh, the fact remains, he also shot at things that weren't cops and that weren't shooting back. So, well, you know, the documentary is actually really good. Um, the town, despite the uh, filmmakers' attempt to make the the town board and the basically the, the Marvin's enemies, we'll say, um, they, they all kind of come off as sleazy, and so you can kind of see where he's coming from. It's it's even though they're you know it's a it's a documentary film and they're not glorifying anything he did in the way that, you know, you can go find internet forums where people think that he's a big old hero. And uh, I don't think that's true. He's, he's, he was clearly someone who was driven to do this and someone who was, uh, didn't have a, didn't have the capacity to deal with some of the problems that he had. So uh, like, like, like he said, like he said himself, Sometimes reasonable men must do unreasonable things. So this is a recommendation. I would say if you're interested in this, you should watch Tread. And one of the things that you get by watching the movie that you don't get by just uh, salivating at the destruction of property on the Internet is you can actually hear the... 
people on the town board who were on the other side of the argument, the people in the cement factory who wanted to build the uh, the cement factory on the adjacent property, uh, which was destroyed by the bulldozer, and some of the other folks around um, telling their side of the story, which is not widely known. Uh, the bulldozer side, the news footage, and the cheering for the uh, the cheering for this sort of thing is is. Uh, usually the only thing you get this one uh, i would recommend watching to see some of the other side it it, it, it they don't make a a great case for uh granby colorado here but it's worth trying to take a uh a f- i don't know what, what i'm trying to say you know uh, not be so one-sided about it so i uh, i appreciate that movie yeah it was a good choice and if people want to watch uh ship poster uh club uh ship poster Club on the Fediverse has, uh, you know, they've all kinds of different people on there with all different things that they all like to talk about. And uh, you can take it or leave it. I think John C. Dvorak has said that he blocked the whole, <laughs> he blocked the whole instance, uh, which is fine, I guess. Uh, I can't make anyone watch that, but I particularly like some of the people on there. So uh, I will keep Yeah, there's a, there's actually a lot of good people on, uh, on shitposter.club, like Moon, Cool Boy Mew, uh, dad and his anime podcast. Oh yeah. They just did the, uh, the video game uh, bit. I was a, a little while ago, they were also streaming the not E3, uh, bullshit, you know, with all the new games trailers and it was fun yeah. to watch too. You, if you want to hear cool boy muse take on all this shit, which is, it's a, it's a good approximation of my feelings too. Uh, I'd say just go listen to uh, dad's anime podcast. You know, you know, it'd be really fun to listen to. A conversation between Cool Boy Mew and Sir Matthew. <laughs> I don't think I could understand it. Um, no, you you probably wouldn't because they would probably start slipping into uh, Quebecois French like almost immediately. Uh, yeah. Hey, we need to get uh, Matt. We need to get Matt. We I don't need, know. Yeah, we need him to come back and we need him to do another ep- episode of Maps with Matt. Oh, I even wrote a love song for him. <laughs> Well, it wasn't quite a love song, but it was uh, a song about mapping. Oh, my. So I didn't even get his reaction to it, oh, man. Well, that's I was good. a little disappointed. Um, yeah, Matt, if you're out there, oh. reach out. Matt, come back and, and give a reaction to Abel Kirby's song. Let's, all right. Um, we've got some other stuff. Speaking of games, how do we get on games? Uh, I would... Well, actually, I was thinking. Speaking speaking of like anime and everything, there is something else. Um, not anime but uh light novel okay uh translation issues uh you had this in your notes a while ago and i was looking into it at the same time and this was with the translation of a uh of a bl light novel series that uh the translator, we'll, we'll call them a translator, but really the <laughs> localizer, yeah. changed it from just like a guy who cross who cross dresses into into somebody who's trans, which is not at all how the how the author designed the character or anything like that. It was just the translator themselves, the localizer went. Oh, this person's going to be trans now because I'm a flaming SJW. So let me explain this in a in a way that uh, people might understand. Uh, Seven Seas is a company which localizes um, 
Japan media properties and they translate into English or that's what they're supposed to do. And there's a complaint for a particular uh, book, which was the title is I Think I Turned My Childhood Friend Into a Girl, which is the title. And it's about um, cross-dressing gay boys. And this was not satisfactory to Seven Seas. They decided to say, well, it's not about cross-dressing or it's they decided to make the characters trans instead. Um, the, some of the public went out to the original author and they said, wait a minute, is this what you intended? And they have the train, the, uh, original author, uh, in an interview making commentary on this. It says, no, that's not what it is. It's a guy. I mean, they're both guys. This is, no one's trans here. And, and so this is just seen as another way that, uh, we'll say lo- woke companies are taking liberties that the, you know, anime has been kind of resilient against this because they have, um, no problem with putting <laughs> offensive things on the screen, uh, and they don't. They don't yeah, have. Yeah, and like, when the and when you're doing that, it, it yeah. They yeah, don't when have you're the putting the offensive of... stuff right on the screen, it's a lot harder to it's a lot harder to squeeze these bits of wokeness in, and it rarely ever happens with manga because because i mean the manga scene continues to be dominated by scanlations simply because there's so many manga being released like on a daily basis that only a minority of it actually gets of licensed and officially translated into other languages so this is um it's kind of a small data point but the thing is you if it was just a mistake that's fine but what you can't get if this is just a fluke is you can't have a pattern of seven C's and yen press and some of these other companies doing the same shit, not to mention who is it Funimation and Crunchyroll doing the same thing over and over. So you have a trend of making little changes and sometimes it's only one line or a couple words or a couple, uh, just, just little details inside some of these properties to make them, Dragon made like when Dragon they, made, uh, yeah. when they, yeah, when they, uh, when they made Lukoa say something that, something that was like very SJW-ish, despite the fact that she is a, uh, assen- essentially a Shota hunting big titty dragon chick. Yep. So the, the bottom line is, uh, it's upsetting because Anime has long been this uh, insulated from the Western culture. It, in fact, it's so insulated sometimes it's actually hilarious how wrong they get stuff. But uh, the the little tentacles of wokeness are seeping in and it's distressing the people who like it. And that's the bottom line. That's all I have to say about it. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> it, it's a shitty situation and the only the only cure for it is to stop giving these these uh woke north american companies any money and just pirate everything and send value directly to the uh creators in japan well i've got uh a cheating scandal possible cheating scandal Ooh. i don't know this needs to be uh, analyzed let's hear about this yeah so are you familiar with jill of the jungle not really i've heard of it but i've never actually played it it it's a game i used to play when i was a kid um, uh, it's a DOS game, DOS era game, along with Commander Keen and, um, Jazz Jackrabbit, which was a little bit later, but it was still on, you know, it was all blends together for me. The Jill of the Jungle 
actually had jokes inside that would, uh, like, in the game, you would find these messages, which were basically disses on uh, the other competing game companies. Like, they, I think they had a Commander Keen, like, diss uh, message. Something about this kid named Billy with a football helmet. Isn't he stupid? Or something like that. Anyway, um, for one reason or, or another, uh, I was flipping through different speed runs and looking at some old games I used to play and Jill of the Jungle was one and I realized I never played the sequel there's uh the second game in this in the trilogy is Jill goes underground and this is like a 1992 platformer where you play as this Amazon woman who throws knives and platforms around picking up apples and uh trying to collect gems and you know do all the kinds of things you do in a 90s era platformer and I went and watched the speedrun on speedruns, uh, speedrun.com, and I watched the world record, which is by a guy named Linux Mint, and the world record time is 13 minutes and 6 seconds to get through the whole thing. The runner-up is actually uh, several minutes behind the world record. It's 18 minutes, 33 seconds is the, uh, the second place currently. And uh, one of the things I noticed as I was watching this is in a certain part of the run, it seems like the videos stitched together. It seems like, the, and and the claim is for the world record, you have to make certain claims about. You are actually playing on real hardware. It's not an emulator. They're allegedly playing on DOS, and there's a portion of the game where you transform into like a flying, uh, firebird sort of thing. It's I don't know. It's a ninety sprite that flaps around, and there's just one little frame, one little section I noticed while I was watching it where it it seems like it is a video uh, stitch point where, um, you know, it's supposed to be one contiguous video, one one video without starts or stops or edits, and this is the evidence of the world record because, you know, uh, no one might be watching, you know. So to have a stitch in one of these is a problem, and it needs to be explained. And there's been a lot of cheating scandals on speedruns.com over the years and for various different games. I think the highest profile uh, cheating scandals for these sorts of things was a Guitar Hero uh, cheat. Have you ever heard of that, Cold? It was a guy who had How a... How do you cheat in Guitar Hero? He was... Um, it might have been... Ban- one of, it was one of those rhythm games. And I believe they had it set up to play the game at a slower speed and then speed up the video or something like that. And the trick was... They weren't actually playing live. They would live stream it as if they were playing live and it would have a hundred percent run and, you know, perfect, uh, perfect completion of a stage, but it, it really wasn't true. They were faking it in some way. And, and so anyway, one of the surest, one of the, the most telltale signs is video editing. And I'm a little disturbed by this. I don't want to call anyone out as a cheater at this point, but I think it needs to be explained. And I want to get to the bottom of the Jill of the Jungle underground, uh, um, thing here. Jill goes underground. So I put some some pictures inside my notes that'll be in the the show notes here of the frame in question where you can see there's actually two frames on the screen at once and it's blending between them. It's a, it's a little hiccup. And I'll buy that the video encoder hi- had a hiccup. But what I won't buy is that it the two frames blended together the way they did. It doesn't seem like that would be ho- possible on a uh, yeah that doesn't a, sound uh, right a DOS computer like because because what they have is it's like there's transparency to some of these blocks now and I know they didn't do that they didn't have blending on these old DOS engines they everything was blitted so they had a bitmap and then you blit the different layers together you didn't blend that was till 
That was later. That was, I don't know, the ni- late 90s or early aughts when the, that started happening. So anyway, um, that's it. I don't know if we'll ever get an answer on it, but it was just something interesting I noticed and I wanted to put it out there. Of of note. It's a lot harder to it's a lot harder to cheat in Doom speedruns. Well, yeah, because looks at them. a lot of a lot of things well it's not because not because of that, but rather because if you use a different version of of Doom, then the then the demo lump that you record for your speedrun isn't going to play right. Hmm. So it becomes very e- it becomes very easy to detect if somebody was uh, was fucking around because they will have they will have like well es- essentially the the demo lumps in uh, in Doom right like you know how you'd start the game you'd see like you'd see like running around and and shooting stuff and then like eventually dying right uh-huh. those what you're actually seeing there is like the demo lump is the input right it says what map to use a bunch of a bunch of settings for it like the difficulty level and such and then it's just the it's just timed player inputs that get fed in rather than what you'd be putting in with the mouse and keyboard and so and so like for each version, they'd essentially have to re-record them because uh, other because otherwise they would go wacky. Hey, you don't want to go wacky with your doom. If you go wacky with your doom, you ain't got nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? Uh, what are we doing on time here? We're at uh, we're a little over an hour. We could probably do another story and wrap it up. Why don't we? Why don't we do the end of show boostergrams and throw in one more thing and then get out of here? What do you think about that? Give us these. Pot- we have some potato news. Okay, you want to do that first, and then we'll do. Uh... Yeah, hit the potato news, and then we'll do, and then we'll wind down. <clears throat> All right. Uh, it's just a little. It's just a little description for me about what's going on. Uh, it's. I don't know if it's breaking news. It's just some commentary that maybe will turn into news later. Uh, why don't you hit me with the jingle? Okay, I was going to skip that, but yes, let us. You, it was your idea. We needs a few good taters. It's potato news on Rare Encounter. Potatoes. So I was looking at this uh, potato development in South Africa, and I couldn't get numbers on exactly how many tons of potatoes are made in South Africa, but I have... Uh, the whole continent is 25 million tons of potatoes in 2017. That's the closest stat that I could get. That's a lot of potatoes. The stats I had for South Africa are kind of interesting where the the potato prices have doubled. Um, in 2021, they had doubled over the previous year. So between 2020 and 2021, the cost of a potato had apparently doubled Um there's a number of other things going on right now. Uh, they're going on all over the world, but in South Africa also, I'm seeing reports of the fertilizer price has gone up, f- fuel costs have increased, and these are all things you need to do to run a potato farm. You need these kinds of uh, uh, products. And, you know, South Africa is not the only place where fertilizer costs is up. That's <laughs> that's all over it's the everywhere. place right now. Um, but the uh, the story that I was alluding to last time that I was trying to figure out what's going on was this McCain Foods 
is opening its uh, Farm of the Future in South Africa. And I, I found out it's actually the second, quote-unquote, Farm of the Future. Uh, the first one was actually in Canada. It was in New Brunswick. And yeah. It's basically McCain's sustainable farming push. It, it sounds like they're opening up a number of these farms all over the place. They have plans to open them in several different countries. I mean, they have on the to-do list is open up farms of the future in China, India, Australia, New Zealand, Argentina, Brazil, and Colombia. So they're McCain Foods is on something. They here's what the idea you might ask. What is they're the, on? They're, they want sustainable potato. That's kind of what they're at is they're looking at, um, Farms that have all the new bells and whistles, so they they're working with universities and they're working with um, other companies who do, you know, agricultural research to try and come up with a farm or come up with techniques or come up with uh, layouts. I don't know what the, all all the different things that have to happen uh, to improve their basic basically to improve their yields and profits. Um, they want to demo at a bunch of these different quote-unquote farms of the future. And on some level, it actually sounds like a pretty good idea. They have the, – the big thing they're about is crop rotations, um, which I don't think you have to be a farm of the future to do crop rotation. I think a lot of farms do that. But they No, have, if you're – especially if you're doing potatoes, you definitely have to do rotation. So I don't know how that's from the future. That seems like a normal thing to do. They do have talk about – um, using drones to survey the the terrain and that's you know we've talked about the potato plants that were modified uh i think it was uh university of jerusalem uh that had a uh spliced a gene for a potato plant that made it phosphorescent when um when a certain protein inside it had i believe it was um Geez, hydrogen peroxide. And it turned out that um, when a potato plant was in distress, whether it, if it didn't have enough water or if you went actually and, and started cutting off leaves, you know, and actually harming it, um, one of the chemical signals that it has internally, you know, where the, the plant signals the rest of it that it's in distress is having uh, hydrogen peroxide released. And so the bottom line is you could have a drone that flies over at night with a black light and you find out that if the sections of potato plants that are um, underwatered or if there's something wrong with them, you know, they start basically glowing. So you can identify them and fix whatever. So there's all kinds of potato technologies. I don't, I didn't see a reference that that's actually what they're doing, but they have some kind of drone surveying and, you know, all the different, uh, you know, publicity friendly things yeah, it sounds, it sounds like these. they're more for publicity than actual development. So we'll see. It's it's interesting. Um, they're obviously investing money in it. The two locations in South Africa are going to get Farms of the Future. Or they're looking at two locations. They had a place called Lichtenberg, which I have never been to. They allegedly have a second location which in going through a couple different articles i could not find the location of this second uh site where they were considering putting a farm um i should also say i don't think they have a farm there yet i think they just announced that they're going to do it someday so well, that's useful but um the the point of this story isn't really about the farm and it's actually not even about the potatoes it's about mccain foods and they're on what you might call an esg 
uh, campaign, you know, because just it, like it, everybody else who wants to throw money away. And, you know, we analyze the world on Rare Encounter uh, basically through the eye of a potato. You can look at you can actually look at the war in Ukraine in the context of potato farming and get a get an interesting view that not a lot of people have. And we don't really do we don't do a lot of politics on the show, so I, I don't want to bring that up directly. But um, this is just another way we're looking at one narrow little sector, which is potato farms. We can kind of see how the uh, the events in the world are influencing it. And it's it's just interesting. So I wanted to bring it to the show and talk about it a little bit. So maybe you all have a little tidbit you can uh, you can uh, take away and do with what you will. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. All right. All well, right. Uh, I'm taking a look. Um, you t you take a look. Did we get any? Did we get any boosts? Because I don't see any. Oh, I don't think I see any on here. Let me refresh. Nope, I see nothing. Oh, cool. So uh, we can just end the show then. Aww. All right, no boost during the show. Unless no, something let's... went wrong. Let's see. Uh, I got Hogster. I got the podcast. I got Tread. Something I got always Jungle, goes wrong. I got the potatoes. Um, Mount Washington. Mount Washington is a mountain in New Hampshire. Have you ever been to Mount Washington? I, I'm assuming you have not. I've never been to New Hampshire. It has a uh, road where you can drive up the road and... Just as a fun fact. Wow, lots of places have roads you can drive up. <laughs> the uh, the mountain, though, you can drive to the top. For a long time, it had the world record for the highest recorded wind speed um, observed by anywhere on anyone on the surface of the Earth. Uh, you might get higher wind somewhere else, but the um, that was actually they lost it though. So I don't know why I'm making a big deal about it. They lost it to some hurricane, I think, in uh, Australia. In the, in the 2000s but they still have a plaque saying hey here's the place where it's the most windy anyway um if you want to drive your car up mount washington there's some certain things that you have to have one of them is you have to be able to have a low gear they actually screen your car when you go up and there's certain kinds of vehicles that they just won't permit and the general class is jaguars saturns and sterling cars with automatic transmissions uh, because not all, not all of them have first gear or low gear settings on them. And so if you drive one of those cars, you might not be able to take it to the uh, model to the uh, peak of uh, Mount Washington. Also, apparently, yeah. if you have a 2009 and earlier Honda and Acura vehicle, there's a chance you might not be able to make it up there, too. So very interesting. It's just, uh, you don't see a lot of roads that are sort of conditional where we say this kind of car can go up and that kind of car can't. So it was just a little, little bit of tidbit of so, information. So looking at this vehicle restrictions, there's a, there's a limit to the weight inside, like the passengers and luggage. Yes. Inside the vehicle mm -hmm. of... For it's, most vehicles, looks like 900 pounds. Yeah, they, they don't rate the gross weight of the vehicle. So they don't care how much your car weighs. They care, uh, I'm talking about tear they weight. They care how much you weigh. They, they So there's tear weight um, in weights and measurements is like the weight of a boat that's empty. And I suppose the tear weight of your car is the weight of your car that's empty. They don't care about that. They care about the weight of the, how much more weight you add when it's full. So if you have a car with 900 pounds inside it, which, I mean, that'd be kind of hard to fit in my car, let me tell you. The uh, Jumobile don't make it up the mountain that well. The, uh, 
they won't they won't let you go if yeah. a vehicle spans more than 85 inches mirror to mirror or has a wheelbase ex- exceeding 161 inches they will uh, ask you to turn around they they won't just ask you no to turn around no limousines allowed they they won't just tell you to turn around they tell you to turn around and go home so don't go anywhere else just get the fuck off the mountain that's what they say <laughs> all right we got to get the fuck off this mountain Hold on, hold on, stop that, because we Come did on. get a boost in. Oh, we got a late one? Yeah, we got we got one. All right, read thousand it. thousand sats from Carolyn Blaney. Carb lanes. And she says, yeah, carb lanes. And she says, my favorite roads are the kind I can drive on. All right. Well, I think, how old is your, how old is your, uh, is your car, uh, Carolyn? <laughs> it might be allowed on there. You can, here, I'll pay, you can check, you can check against webpage, I'm sticking it in the chat, it's in the notes, and you can see for yourself if you'd be able to take your vehicle up this road or not. Can you ride Washington? Find out by clicking this link in the chat room. Oh my. (sighs) Alright, that's all I got for today. Um, I think it's time to get lost. Yeah. Until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been cold acid. Alright, stay fruity, boys. Adios. I had a good woman. But she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't shattered?